0: When most people get on the search for how to get more energy, most of the time they're considering, how do I get the energy to do things in my life? Or they're
1: thinking, I'm tired all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever you fall on that spectrum and whether you have in the past or you're in there right now, that's what we're talking about today. The Mind and Body on the Infinite Energy Podcast with Kay and Shai.
0: We're sisters Kay and Shai, and we're the hosts of the Infinite
1: Energy Podcast. We believe that everyone has the power to live a more energized,
0: optimistic, and fulfilling life. In every episode, we share tips and techniques for harnessing your own power and creating the life you deserve. Get ready to ignite and
1: discover the limitless power of Infinite Infinite energy. Energy.
0: Today is all about cultivating mind, body, energy, or the area of life that Shyla and I like to uh, uh, umbrella term call fitness. Yes, and this fitness is more than just your
1: body. It's about that mental fitness as well. So there's that external piece, our physical body, but that most of us are really dealing with our energy crisis on the six inches between our ears, and that's that mind piece. So mind and body, both elements of fitness, and both what we want to talk about today.
0: Now we're going to tackle. First first up, how to cultivate more infinite energy, aka positive habits, to help you get more physical energy. We know that many of you are likely asking this question that Shaila said earlier, why do I feel so tired all the time? We get that too. We've been there as well. Uh, but we have found a few ways of creating and stoking natural energy within ourselves. And uh, Shy, I'm just curious, what time did your alarm go off this morning? Oh, Well, actually, my alarm didn't go off
1: this morning because I was awake before it. It was set at 420, um, but I usually wake up sometime between 357. (laughs) <laughs> and 4.11 um, and 4.20 is what time my alarm goes off. I'm an early riser. Kate is too. It's part of our DNA. Always has been. But it, I, I promise 4 a.m. was not natural to us in the beginning. We've worked on bringing that
0: forward now or back. Now, you're not quite a 4 a.m. club person yet. I'm a 5 a.m. clubber, but it's going to take me some time. You know, let me get past the first year <laughs> of the baby. And then we'll talk about being a 4 a.m. club person. Deal, deal, deal. Once I've got official. Sometimes you're still up late. at 4 or uh, up know, again. Yeah, exactly. Several times a night, in fact. (laughs) Look, what we want to tell you is
1: we're not scientists, so we are not here to present to you a comprehensive list of all of the ways you can naturally or chemically boost your energy. But what we do want to talk about is some of the common ones that maybe you know but you need a little encouragement on and some of the things that have worked for us in our life. Now, one thing I just want to start off with, if you hopefully got to listen to episode one that we presented and we talked about objects in motion and needing this activation energy, energy. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. Now think about, and well, actually I'm not going to ask you to think about it. I'm just going to tell you about me <laughs> and I bet you'll be able to relate. Now, uh, it is winter here in Reno, Nevada, and there has been a lot of snowstorms. It's been very cold. It's a cold place here in the winter, which means in our house, there's about six months of the year where the fireplace is the jet central gathering place for everyone in the family. The kids fight over the spot in front of the fireplace. Chad and I often find ourselves satelliting at the fireplace. The fireplace is definitely a central hub. It is also the place that mom or dad, after the dinner is done, will occasionally lay down in front of the fireplace. Place. Now, if one happens to lay down in front of a fireplace <laughs> once it is dark outside, one might find themselves falling asleep very quickly and then being exhaustingly tired when it's time to put the kids to bed at 830. Now, this is what happens to me, but it's not because I'm so tired. It's just because I lay down and it's comfortable and I'm at rest and my, t- my object at rest Then stays at rest and now I'm resting half asleep on the living room floor for a couple of hours before it's bedtime. Now I bet you can relate to a story like that but what what it's indicative of is that idea that once we get in motion once we get up out of off the floor and away from the fireplace all of a sudden we can feel more awake so sometimes it just takes shaking out the environment and getting away from the trigger in order to feel more energy.
0: Ooh, that is such a solid example. Shy, you know it, it makes me think about There's a habit, a positive habit I personally have in my life of washing my face every night before I go to bed and doing my skincare routine. I've had to fight hard for this habit over the last 18 months. Now, I've noticed there were a couple of nights in the last two months where I wasn't getting to bed with my face washed and my skincare done. And I was wondering, well, what is happening? And the key factor was laying down on the bed before Mm. washing my face because once that object got at rest, it was so hard to get it into rest, but if we can get ourselves to just get into a little bit of this this movement, we create a momentum loop. Now, like Shyla said, we're not doctors, and we are not professional in the fitness realm, but what we are are people who have at least succeeded in a few things when it comes to stoking more energy. We've joined the early morning clubs. We have energy that sustains us throughout the day. When Shyla and I are having to work at our peak performance, we can count on our energy to be there with us. We even know that when our bodies are tired, that we can pull on a well and a resource within us to help us push forward and get through whatever it is that we need to get through. And so some of the things that we talk about aren't going to be for you. Some of the things you're going to want to take with you. It's just like any great advice session with your sisters. You're going to find some gems and you're going to find some things that don't work. Hopefully you find some laughs along the way and some ahas too.
1: You know, I couldn't help but think about yeah hope, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Kay and I are from a restaurant family, so we've spent 20 years, started as kids at the one restaurant. Now we're the co-chairs of the board and the co-owners. There's nine locations, 200 employees. Uh, but when we very, when mom and dad bet it all and bought that first failing little restaurant, and we were just the scrapper family, working the floor and learning it on, on the go, on the fly, the waitress who had been there since it opened in 1974, that is not a joke, would always only eat an avocado Standing up at the end of the day and I remember finally asking her after like six months like Peggy why don't you have a meal? You work at a restaurant that serves super good food. And for goodness, for goodness sake, sit down. Like you've been serving and here since 6 a.m. It's 2:30. Like sit, take a break. And she would say, it's better for me to just keep going. If I sit down, it's much harder to get up. It makes the rest of my day very difficult. And if my stomach is too full, it's too much. So this is kind of what has evolved for me and my process to be most efficient over the three decades that I've been here. Now we think about Dr. Joseph McClendon III. He does the same same thing. He's our business partner, the co-founder of the Neural Encoding Institute. Hopefully, you're a fan of his podcast as well, the Further Faster Podcast. But he is the same way. He says, if I'm doing a huge event, look, I can speak on stage for 12 hours. I can go afterwards and do a four-hour mastermind. I can do a training after that. But if I stop, it is extremely hard to get going again. And
0: so this principle you've likely already seen play out in your life in lots of different ways. So there are a lot of things that you can do to overcome this principle, to stoke it, to get started right. And let's go ahead and tackle that first part that I think a lot of people think about when they think, how do I get more energy? And that's this, how do I wake up in the morning feeling energized? How do I wake up with this momentum already going, right? Is there a way that you can get yourself to go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning with that already starting so that the wake up out of bed isn't your first expenditure of energy? It shouldn't be the first part of your day that creates this huge friction right in the beginning, right? That it's been at rest, but you've been at rest for a reason. And so now can we, is there a way to get that wake up it, to not have quite so much friction in it and? Maybe create a positive infinite energy loop that can help you inch that time earlier and earlier because what we know about the most successful people in the world is that their aggregate alarm set time is 5 a.m. You want to know how successful somebody is? Look at their morning schedule. Look what they do before the rest of the world is waking. And the statistics prove this as well. We won't go into them here, but they really do. So let's talk a little bit about how to get up with gusto. Well, and you might be a night owl and that's fine right?
1: Like the schedule can get flipped for some people and and that's what it is. But thinking about that, how do I wake with that energy, with that enthusiasm, with that excitement? Oh, those are all E words. It's fun alliteration there. Uh, How do I wake in that state so that I'm not having to expend a large level of that activation motivation piece first thing off? Is it possible? You already know it is and I'll prove it to you because has there ever been a time in your life, Where you were so excited about what was coming the next day that you could not wait to wake up. Your eyes flinged open as soon as you had consciousness spark in your brain and you flew out of bed, right? Christmas morning as a kid, the day of a vacation, a big flight coming up, a fun trip, a party you've been looking forward to, your wedding day, you fly out of bed, right? There are certain things
0: that will pull you out of bed, which means you know it's possible. You have the ability and that energy all Ready within you. We're not creating or cultivating energy that doesn't exist. We're only helping you to expound on something that you already have. So, one of our favorite practices for helping to get up better and more energized in the morning is to actually either before we go to bed or before our time uh, that we use to get to bed, we take a look at our calendar for the next day. Now, you might think, okay, this is a great productivity hack, ladies, I understand, but that calendar review of the next day and then finding parts of that calendar review that give you a little bit. of joy. Maybe even that joy is just getting off at the end of the day, but are there parts of your day that you can anticipate the night before so that you give your brain something to be even just a tiny bit excited about so that maybe it can add to that initial momentum push that you need in the morning to help you get up and out. We're going to bring forward many more tips for you here as we get going here on the Infinite Energy Podcast on how you can cultivate more energy in your mind and body. Do you find yourself losing control of your scroll on social media?
1: If you do, then you wanna stay tuned to join the Simply Social Club with Kay and I.
0: We've got an awesome challenge for you where you have the opportunity to detox from social media for 48 hours, seven days, 14, or even 31 days right along Shyla and I. So go to kandshy.com slash simply social
1: and find out a little bit more. And hopefully you'll take a pledge alongside us. We'll see you in 2023.
0: See you in the club. One of our proudest business accomplishments is what we've been able to do with Squeeze In franchising. The Squeeze In is a breakfast lunch restaurant
1: featuring the best omelets on the planet, and it's been around for almost 50 years and now
0: you can have a Squeeze-In in in your community. We've seen how this business transformed our families and now we are so excited to offer this to families around the country to see how this little restaurant might change their family and their community. If you're wondering how to set
1: up your adult children for legacy and success through a small business, then the Squeeze-In is an option we urge you to consider. Come find out more about Squeeze-In franchising at squeezein.com.
2: You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions.
1: Welcome back. And, you know, thinking about how do we wake up with energy, right? How do we get motivated to get out of that bed? Whether it be 6 a.m. or 4.20 a.m. or somewhere uh, even later or earlier, there, there is this desire to how do I find that way to get motivated to get out of bed? Well, one of the ways that we love, and it's simple, is just your coffee, right? If you're a coffee drinker or a tea drinker and you have that beverage in the morning, like you're probably kind of excited about it when you get to have it, right? Like let yourself be excited for it. Maybe you get a special creamer. Maybe you have favorite cups. And so the night before, you know, ooh, I'm going to use the Marvel Avengers cup tomorrow and I've got my special creamer. And that's exciting, right? It doesn't have to be something big. I also will do this with like restaurants. Like if I know I get to go out to eat, uh, uh, that makes me excited. Like, ooh, that almond croissant at Walden's, it's coming, right? Like it's allow yourself to be excited about the little things that are coming in the day that can help pull you out of bed. Even if you just have one or two of those anchors, it really can anchor you out of that bed and pull you forward.
0: Now, our business partner, mentor, and dear friend, Joseph McClendon III, has one of our favorite pieces of advice, and it's actually a double up. This comes the night before and the morning of, but doing it either one or the other, either one will be good for you. Both is best. Now, it's really simple. You just drink a big glass of water right before you go to bed. Yeah, chug it like 24 ounces, we're talking chug a glass of water, right before you go to bed. And then when you wake up in the morning, Chances are that'll have worked through your body and you will have a full bladder. Now, remember, sometimes it's just about getting that initial momentum going. If you can't get the will from within, cultivating the internal energy, maybe your bladder can be a motivator for you. Now, the other half of that is to keep a glass of water by your bedside, to drink it first thing when you wake up. The alarm goes off and you wanna go back to sleep, but resist that temptation. Take the action, grab the water, Drink, drink, drink. First off, it'll fill that bladder, maybe get that physical need going. And second, it will help to stoke the energy that lives within you. You, uh, your body, it can conduct electricity. We know that our souls and our spirit energy are a form of electricity, right? The energy to get going in the beginning of the day. So adding water, an electric, electricity conducive element into your body helps to just stoke the energy that's already within. I can't help but think about uh, like a
1: super old school Simpsons episode where Bart really wants to wake up early. I think it's to check the Christmas presents It's something around that. He wants to do something before his parents wake up. And Lisa tells him the old Native American trick for waking up early is to drink a circle of water. So you see in the episode, he's got the table with all the waters around and he drinks them all and he has this really weird water dreams. But I couldn't help but have that visual as we talked about using your physical body as a literal alarm clock. Now, that might not work for you. Certainly, as we get older, we start tapering off our beverages (laughs) before night. But drinking the water right when you wake up is key and so incredibly helpful. But one thing you can do before bed that is absolutely something all of us should adopt is to not look at our phones for the hour before we go to bed. It's really hard. And definitely, I don't get it right all the time. I know you don't get it right all the time, but we're both working on it. This is so important for our brains to be able to, one, down from the stimulus so that when you go to bed, you're able to fall asleep faster and get into that REM deep sleep quicker so that you can have more restful sleep and be ready to activate and get out of the bed in the morning.
0: All right, some rapid fire uh, quick tips for you in regards to getting better sleep. These are going to be super common sense. You probably already know them. The first one, do your best not to go to bed inebriated. Did everyone do the eye roll with us? Like, okay, oh, we ladies, know, we don't know. drink too much alcohol before I sleep. But the second one might be surprising for you. Give your body at least two hours to digest food before you go to bed, a.k.a. don't eat a huge meal and then go right to sleep. Now, Kay and
1: I have, have implemented intermittent fasting into our lives, and so it's actually been really helpful for us to have a specific cutoff time at night. I've noticed that it just, it eliminates the final snack or goodie or sweet or treat or bowl of cereal or whatever that I was going for around 7.30 or 8, because now I know that uh, while well, it's been an hour and a half since I had dinner, if I eat this right now, it's going to add an hour and a half to tomorrow, and that's always a lot harder for me. So that's been a really helpful practice in terms of adding discipline to our own eating eating and and calorie intake, but also helpful in terms of the sleep. Definitely have noticed getting better sleep when we're not feeling that bogged down feeling. I know Chad, my husband will talk about like if he overeats at night, you know, sometimes you stay up late, you snack because that's how you're getting wild in your 40s, right? And you wake up and you almost feel hungover because your belly was having to digest so much stuff and it just didn't allow you to get proper sleep. So I mean, maybe it's an eye roll, maybe it's not, but it's definitely very helpful. Well,
0: one other thing that you can do early in the morning that will help set you up for the rest of your whole entire day is to get moving. And that's not just out of bed moving, but get moving from an exercise perspective. If you can do this in the morning, look, if you can exercise any anytime in the day, like I am not saying only in the morning or not at all. Like I like, this is your sister coming at you and saying that if you are making the excuse that you can't work out because you can't find time to do it in the morning, that is not an excuse Boo to, to not work out. Boo yeah. to you. You can do it in the afternoon. Let's <laughs> figure it out together, right? Okay. So, but if you can get active in the morning, it helps sustain your energy for the rest of the day. Now, this is proven. We have higher levels of cortisol. Our metabolism works better in the morning. We're able to utilize our energy from a chemical perspective better in the morning, and then we can help that to sustain throughout the day. But an exercise, a walk, six miles on the treadmill like Shyla every day, uh, a Peloton ride, whatever it is, can really benefit you if you do it in the morning. So, okay. We've talked about stoking energy first thing in the morning. We've talked about getting out of bed. Now let's talk about what happens when many of us hit the faded 2 p.m. slump.
1: The wall. Well, for me, what happens then is snacking. I usually (laughs) hit the wall from like like 2.30 to 4 o'clock. That is Shy's prime snack zone. If I am not being conscious and aware of it, I could just, I, maybe it's like from after school, right? There's like that 3 PM after school snacking trigger Mm -hmm. for me, but then, but then obviously heavy digestion, it's going to make you feel tired and you hit that slump. So what, whatever the slump is for you, I know we start to notice it too. Like, man, I've been staring at the same email for like 15 minutes. It's a five minute response. What's going on? Oh, well, the, one of the things that we know when that usually happens is that that object has been at rest for a little too <laughs> long and it's starting to get into that resting melting mode. So we want to like shake it out, activate our bodies, literally stand up, stretch, make yourself big, right? Like do the the little back and forth thing. If you're watching us, you're seeing us do all these motions. If you're listening, please know, <laughs> know that we're, we're doing we are playing full out here. Uh, but I've recently added stretching to my morning routine and that's been so tremendously helpful and and just feels good in a both mind and body way. And I've absolutely loved that. But it's it's a good way to activate the body before the six mile run. It's a little gentler and has been allowing me to have that extended energy that's not wasted on what I've been doing in the morning for the last years and well since the pandemic, which is check my email and check Reddit and spend about 45 minutes on my phone before getting out of bed. What a dumb way to spend four to 4.45 a.m. Like that is just not productive. And I can say that because I'm talking about me. So, so I booed you earlier, but I boo <laughs> me too because we're all human beings and we do this, but bringing that awareness and that consciousness to it allows us to hopefully activate in a different way, which is what I've been doing and it's been feeling really good. But that ability to move is what helps blah, 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 wake you out, whether it's 4 a.m. or the 2 p.m. slump.
0: You know, I will say, Shy, that the Reddit habit was a habit that did help you actually push that awake time up and up and up mm-hmm. to eventually get you on That's the treadmill true. to five. So, yeah. While it may have turned into a toxic habit and you found ways to improve it, it was healthy for you for a while. But like any good tool in the toolbox, you had a different problem and a new opportunity come forward. And what you were looking at was no longer a nail. You had screws to deal with and you okay. couldn't use the hammer. You needed the screwdriver. So so for those of you who are maybe like, ah, I just, there's no way I could get up at five. Like, could you just open your eyes and like scroll at a thing for 15 minutes until you're awake enough to get out? I wouldn't suggest it because then you're gonna have to have it structured later on getting that out. But if you really can't think of any other way to stoke yourself first thing in the morning, it can be a good way of pulling yourself out. But that afternoon movement cannot be understated. Now, a couple of ways that we have put into practice afternoon movement. Sometimes it's just jumping up and down for 30 seconds. Sometimes we do a walk around the block or we find a place where we can go walking together. Sometimes it's taking the dogs for a walk. Sometimes it's turning on a song and dancing. Sometimes it's just moving your arms, or running in place. Sometimes it's just standing for a minute or going into the bathroom and doing a power pose, whatever that is. But in our stagnant society, the the afternoon wall is something that many of us are familiar with, but the afternoon wall can be broken down by afternoon movement that helps you to create more of that internal energy, which is exactly what we're going to talk about in the next segment of today's Infinite Energy Podcast. We've talked about how to stoke this body energy. Next let's talk about a bit more about how to create more mental energy for tackling the biggest tasks in your life. We're talking leadership this week. And one of the organizations we are so proud to be at the helm of is the Neuroencoding Institute. We
1: got to co-found the Neuroencoding Institute alongside Dr. Joseph McClendon, the third amazing world-renowned neuropsychologist and incredible mentor and teacher. If you're at all interested in learning more about what the Neuroencoding Institute does and what it can do for you, please visit neuroencoding.com.
2: You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions.
1: All right, let's talk about that real energy crisis, right? The energy crisis of motivation. Well, Many of us think, if I just had the motivation, if I could just get myself moving, but I don't feel like it, and my body hurts, and I'm tired, and, and my time is filled with so many things, and everything is cluttered in my life, I'm already maxed out. How could I possibly add more or or make Progress towards this goal or try and do some new skill or work towards a new habit. It can be, I'm already overwhelmed with my life. Like we hear you and we got you. And we're excited to tell you there are some really simple things you can do. And it's remember, energy can't be created or destroyed. So it's not about creating new energy. It's just about organizing the energy you already have and using it in a way that will help you. And I promise
0: you'll create way more space in your life and you'll feel a lot better too. So when we think about the principle of infinite energy, right, we stoke some energy, we deliver it out, it delivers something back to us, we process that energy, we deliver something back out, right, and we create this infinite energy loop, this momentum loop that we have. Now, if any of those thoughts that Shaila just mentioned run through your head on a regular basis, here's what we have to tell you, first and foremost— You are operating those thoughts on an infinite, energy recording loop that you might not even be aware of. You know, chances are you might not even be aware that those thoughts that are running away aren't even you. And we talk about this a lot in our realm, that there is the separation between the thinker and the one who listens to the thinking. And so the first thing that we've got for you here in creating more of this positive motivation energy is to understand that many of us have a negative dialogue that has run out of control in our minds. Joseph McClendon III calls these the thieves of our dreams because they can literally suck the motivation and life force energy out of you. But many of us don't even realize that we've put them onto this pedestal and allowed them to create these infinite energy loops that are feeding us in a negative way. Kay and I notice this in our own lives and in others, you can literally tell
1: when someone pushes play on a tape that they've had recorded in their mind forever about a belief or an identity of themselves, right? I'm just a sweets person. I can't wake up early. I never do good on tests, right? There's there's these thoughts that have been fed over and over that then become ingrained as like, you know, subconsciously went, okay, I accept that. You've said it so many times, it must be true. And then that becomes part of that identity. And now you've got to fight that energy because we have that energy flowing in that direction. And, and the effort of redirecting it, many of us feel like we're stuck with that. How do I redirect it? I understand. what you're saying, but how do I Grab a hold of it <laughs> and redirect it, and stop myself from doing the bad thing. Right, you, you, your mind can be screaming at you like, "Stop! Stop! Stop! Stop scrolling! Stop drinking! Stop binging! Start cleaning!" And yet, you're you. you we don't listen. We don't activate. Right. So there's sometimes there's something happening up here, and yet our body doesn't activate. It. And so, where do we find that ability to connect those things and redirect that energy? Well, one of the things you do is to listen to things like this, to think about it, to bring awareness to it, because when you do that. And here's the kicker here, you can put a new frame on it. And once we put a new frame on something, your whole view of the picture can change. And that's what's so amazing. The picture itself won't necessarily change. But if you put a new frame on it, if you say, I don't have to do the dishes, I get to do the dishes. Are you kidding me? I get to live in the most prosperous country, in the most uh, developed nation uh, of the world. And all I do is rinse my dishes and put them in the dishwasher. I get to do the dishes, right? And we put a little frame on it. Is it still the same activity? Yes, it is. But maybe all you needed was that new frame to nudge you in that direction.
0: Now, a new frame can sound like a simple thing, but creating behavior change can feel like a daunting task when you're in the middle of doing it. So let's take this out of the concept and bring it into the context. Now, I have a habit that I am working on. It's actually not a habit. It's This is not a habit. This is a task, a task in my life that I am really trying to get right with everybody, a task that is never ending, a task that is daunting, a task that I see day in and day out and it never ever 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 stops it's laundry l-a-u-n-d-r-y i mean come on like the laundry just never stops okay wait See, I'm actually pressing play on a pattern right here. Did you see that happen? That was really interesting. I am working right now on writing a new script for myself, on creating a new infinite energy loop, because I've created an infinite energy loop that has been in play since I was a teenager. Now, Shiley, you might not know this, but when you moved out of our house at the tender age, when I was uh, a dear, sweet Mm 11-year-old, and you were 18, and you moved out of our house, the laundry machine like of actually doing the laundry and getting it put away kind of stopped. because they think you always carried the load of sorting the laundry and then everybody would put it away. But now that this teenager chore was gone and we bought this restaurant and so all of our, everybody's duties changed and there was nobody there to sort the laundry. So growing up as a teenager, we had piles, like mountains. We had this room that we would just like hide all of the mountainous uh, clean laundry and getting ready in the morning in high school, I would be sorting through this mountainous pile of clean laundry downstairs, trying to find shirts to get ready for the day. And so I have this anxiety around laundry. I've always anticipated that it's going to be this mountain and manifesting into adulthood. Turns out laundry's hard. It's constant. Have two kids, turns out it's everywhere and it's always, and it never ends. And I was really getting stressed out about this, finding myself to the point of begrudging the task, putting it on my husband, feeling so stressed out when I saw the piles. And and Shai, you really helped me bring some awareness to maybe the story I was telling myself around laundry, because while I lament laundry, you have a completely different frame on this life's task, right? It's the same task, laundry. L a u n d r
1: y. <laughs> I love laundry. I absolutely love doing the chore of laundry. I like that I've got this weekly anchor, and it's a game that I play with myself. Like, ooh, I'm gonna switch the loads during Zoom meetings, and that's like oh, I'm getting my laundry progress. Like, I love playing the game of laundry. I love accomplishing the task of laundry, and I love seeing it get done. It's like, it. And of course, do I love it? And I'm elated about it all of the every time. No, of course not. Sometimes I'm like, I want to just keep laying by the fireplace, but most of the time. I really like doing laundry and I feel really accomplished afterwards. Now, I was lucky. And if you're listening, you don't see me putting in air quotes. I was lucky that laundry was assigned to me as a kid because I am a naturally very optimistic and enthusiastic person. And if that was assigned to me starting at like literally nine years old, all of the family's laundry lived in my room. I was in charge of washing, sorting, all of the things like it just became part of my DNA. So I actually feel comfort from laundry because I was air quotes, lucky enough to be with having to be the kid that did all of the laundry in our house. That was my chore. And of course, then I was probably pushing the play button of like, oh my gosh, and this isn't fair. And I'm nine years old. But that habit, that discipline has now turned into something I enjoy. So same task, completely different frame and completely different script around it. So you might've been hearing Kay and be like, well, yeah, that is what laundry is. And maybe you just heard me and you're like, what? (laughs) <laughs> someone likes laundry. I do. I, you turn your music on. You get to stand and do a little project. It so feels so good and clean afterwards. Like I like all of the things about it, but it's taken a lot of years of doing it and then putting that enthusiastic frame around
0: it to help me get there. So I heard this and I decided to try some of these angles for myself. Now, for me personally. Pre-framing mentally is really difficult for me. Like trying to say, now I'm just going to put this lens on it and think about the lens the whole time. I just, I, the lens, it's not for me personally. But what could work was the process of celebrating myself when the laundry was done. Giving myself a reason to do the laundry, right? Like playing the game for Shyla is the reason to do it. I like it. It brings me comfort. I'm into it, right? So I gave myself a celebration. Now the celebration goes like this. Yay! Oh, I did it. Wow, it's not A milkshake. It's not a trip to the movies. I'm not giving myself a prize. It's just personal celebration at the end of the task, which is now reinforced, right? We're giving ourselves a positive habit loop. We're creating infinite energy because now I've done the task and instead of giving it the, oh, thank God that's over, I gave it the, yay, I did it. Now when I put that energy of that physical process and that work out, what am I going to get back? Instead of giving back the mountain of the difficult task that's ahead of me. The next time I'm going to get the mountain of the difficult task, but with the flavor of positivity on the end, and it makes the laundry way more doable. Right. Because the
1: message you're feeding yourself is it's fun when it's over. It's fun when it's over. It's fun when it's, over. it's, fun when it's over. So, so great. Oh, of course I want to have fun. And so you'll jump into the task. I'm so glad, Kay, that I, that you brought that as our final point forward, that it really it's a neuroscience trick, and I don't want to call it a trick. It's a proven method that's celebrating anything with yourself, and, which includes smiling in body motion, right? Like, because that's going to trigger all of your dopamine and all of those good chemicals inside of you. That is what helps your brain go, ooh, do more of that. Whatever we just did, do more of that. And so even if it's on laundry, even if it's on dishes, even if it's, ooh, I just caught myself, I caught myself saying one of my pressing play on one of my patterns. Yes so proud of myself, I'm catching myself, I'm getting better. Anything that you celebrate will begin to build and, and redirect your energy. And that's a neuroscience tip. So we hope that that's the one you take to the bank with you as you kind of finish out thinking about bringing this
0: mind-body aspect into your infinite energy. We have loved bringing you the mind-body take on infinite energy today. And this episode came to you with so much love from your favorite sisters, Kay and Shy.
2: This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.